Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 56. I'm your host, Brayden Charisma, and joining me today is Robin Allen Lundago. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? Pretty good. So Robin is here to talk about addiction. She grew up around it, and but she was able to break the cycle and not fall under that same category, and she was hoping to share that story and inspire others to make sure that, you know, they don't fall into this pattern or, you know, also can break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a home where, you know, alcoholism was not a secret. My dad was quite a, quite a boozer. And thankfully after, um, after my mom kicked my dad out for, she just knew that, you know, being a single mom to two kids would be easier than dealing with a drunken father. Basically a third kid. Pretty much. Yeah. So I know there was one day where she just kind of, she just had enough and there were a series of a bunch of events going on. And um, I think I was about one and my brother was three at the time. So she just, she kicked him out and a few years later she snapped out of it herself and realized that she couldn't, she couldn't go down that road. And, you know, so she walked into her first AA meeting. I think I was about five or so. Like I remember going to meetings with her pretty much makes sense though you gotta take the kids because you got you know can't just leave them at home yeah yeah. and my dad was very in and out of the picture and even when you know even when he would show up to pick us up he'd be drunk and you know my mom would have to deny him to see us and take us and it was always a big ordeal but so I remember going to meetings with her ever since I was super young and I'm I'm very thankful that she found that group of people that were able to to show her what life was like again sober and you know so she was able to be the good mom that she's probably always strived to be for my brother and I for sure um but unfortunately I think that my brother was old enough to kind of remember a bit of the negative impact Mm -hmm. my dad had um and so I think you know I don't want to speak too much on on his part but once my dad left the dynamic changed quite a bit for both of us so I think it it kind of probably affected him a lot different than me and you know like here I had my mom who was choosing her life choosing herself and her kids to get better and you know evolve as a much kind of more I don't know successful mom or however you want to put it um and then you know there was my dad who just couldn't just couldn't get it together and um so um if we're gonna fast forward he you know, he never really grasped it. He was always working away out of town or, you know, it almost seemed like the older I got, the further away he would work. Okay. So for example, when I lived, or when I was in about grade five, he lived in Victoria. And then grade seven, he moved up north to Fort St. John. And then he oh, moved wow. up even further north. And just, it almost seemed like he was, he's always been trying to run away from something and like self-medicate, and which is why he's always turned to booze. Um, and his dad died from alcoholism as well. So it kind of, it really runs in the family and he was really abusive mentally and physically. So he didn't really have the right person to look up to. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then, so I kind of grew up with the absence of my dad, but I was okay with it because it's all I really knew. Yeah. Um, and I had my mom. You know, so my mom did the best job she could. And I've always been, I don't know, like a beacon of light, I guess. Like even as a kid, I always was just very much doing my own thing. Like sitting outside, talking to myself or like, you know, just whatever. I was very much my own happy kid. And I kind of always was that way up until 
I want to say I was about 14. Okay. So we lived in the same childhood house until I was 12, 12 or 13. And then we moved to the North End. And that is when everything kind of started to hit the fan, so to speak. Um, it was when I kind of came to realization of how sick my dad was. And I remember walking to school when I was 13 or 14, crying, listening to P. Diddy's I'll Be Missing You, because I literally thought my dad was gonna die, because my mom was explaining to me like the reality of being an alcoholic and what it can do to your body and how detrimental yeah. it can be to you. Totally, it's and super hard on your body. Totally, and, and you know, like I'm very thankful that my mom always, um, she didn't leave us in the dark, you know, like we didn't live uh, yeah. in a whole, she didn't shelter us at all. Like where we lived was very much like there were cops coming to, I lived in like these townhouses. Okay. And so there were always cops around and people running from the cops and people partying at the end. And so I didn't realize it though, cause okay. I was so young. Yeah. Right. But my mom wanted to protect us as much as she could without sheltering us. Like I remember, I remember we went down, um, there's a, like that skate that skateboard bowl on the oh, road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember going down there because my brother and I didn't want to eat our soup. We were being snobby little children. We're like, we're not hungry. Just is not what we want. So she's like, whatever, we'll put it in a jar and go bring it to kids that want it. So I remember going down to the skate park and she went up to these kids and she's like, do you want some soup? They're like, yeah. And they <laughs> ate it so fast. Um, and then I remember this other time that we went, <laughs> it was, I guess, when laws were different or like when things yeah. were a little, um, a little better, but or not better, but whatever. <laughs> and she took us down to the jail and she put told us to go into the jail cell and the jail guard like closed the door and she's like, This is where you where you'll end up if you're bad. <laughs> so she like she had such a funny way of doing things, but it I mean it got the point across. Totally. Like right? Like no one wants to sit in front behind those steel right? bars. Like Yeah. So, you know, like her way of doing things is kind of different, but it worked and I liked her technique and whatever um but yeah so fast forward to being a teenager and kind of just realizing how hard it was to grow up without a father figure around much and he's always been kind of mentally abusive he's never been physically abusive but like some of the things he said to me is no one should ever hear anyone yeah. say that to them let alone their father and the hard thing is like when they, once like once it's out there you can't take it back totally like, i've always and that's why i've always said you know like mental abuse is almost worse than physical abuse because it it sticks with you right like it'll yes. like literally it's like um you know it's some like one of your friends said you're stupid and just stuck with you and yeah. then, you know you think about it all day like am i really that stupid like yeah. why am i this stupid like why does he think i'm this stupid and then it's just like it's just a circle and it just keeps going and going and going and totally like, it could drive you crazy yeah well and especially when you're a young adolescent female and you're trying to like figure out your hormones and your body oh, yeah. and you're coming to like who you are as a whole new different person really and then it's like trying to figure yourself without that pivotal or that like super important role in your life is I didn't realize how hard it was until I was older I just like I said earlier it's just like yeah, it's all I knew right um so I just did the best I could and stayed out of trouble in high school as you know, just kind of, I didn't really party. I just kept to myself. I was yeah. kind of, I had school friends, but then once I was home, I had international students. So I just, just hung out with them yeah. and I don't know, watched YouTube in my <laughs> room. And that was, that was kind of my life. I've always been a little bit of a hermit and now I take pride in it. But before I was like, why don't I have any friends? 
But um, but yeah, so when I was 19, 18, that was kind of one of the huge turning points because my mom actually relapsed on drugs. And I think it was kind of a combination of her being worried about my brother because he, I forgot to mention, he got into drugs when I was about 13, 14. And so he started experimenting with ecstasy and smoking weed and like he was, you know, just kind of difficult and, you know, stressful on my mom and with her already having certain triggers around addiction and, you know, being in recovery, it was, I can only imagine how hard it was. Yeah. And so she relapsed. And so, um, I think the reason it was such a turning point was because my brother was out you know, doing his own thing and all messed up. And then she was all messed up and my dad was, you know, yeah, wherever he far was. away yeah. all drunk. And so they'd all be calling me bitching about each other or, you know, like I just, I was getting the wrath from all of them in different direction. It was like, I'm this 19 year old kid essentially that doesn't know much about life. Um, but it just, I don't know. It's a lot on your shoulders though, you know, like yeah, just getting like, you're hearing all this negative, and it's just like negative comments being thrown at yeah. you, like, and you're just like, I don't need this. Like, yeah, and and it was hard. Like, I never knew what it was like to put boundaries up to protect myself. I never knew what it was like to have that enough self love and self respect to be like, no, don't treat me like that. What? Who do you think you are? Because I, I don't know. I just, you know, when you're told certain things and you're told to think, oh well, family's family, your dad's your dad. It's like, okay, well, I can just take the abuse and it's it is what it is you know because yeah. I always thought that's how it was supposed to be because that's how it was I mean and it, it takes a while for like you know like I didn't have a like I don't have I don't really have much of a backbone but like I do more now than I did ever before yeah. I mean not that you know I ever had to face any crazy things but you know someone gets in my face you know my back like in comparison to me before to now would be much different totally so i mean i I see what you mean by the boundaries and actually like Mm -hmm. you know putting your foot down and saying like no like this is enough like yeah totally um so yeah i kind of i kind of broke a bit um i still stayed away from you know like i really whenever i drank i would cry because i'd just be worried about my mom and about my family so i didn't really drink for a while i just kind of have always just just kind of kept low and yeah. made low and did my own thing and it wasn't until so I moved up north when I was 20 just before I turned 20 okay. I just needed to get away almost totally. every, everywhere I'd go I just I'd either see someone that resembled my mom or I would you know like see I just needed I needed to like get you just, out yeah you needed to like we're like almost go somewhere where you could be mentally clear yeah and then you wouldn't see a familiar face you wouldn't yeah. see like it'd just be like it essentially like a fresh start but just yes. like or like an, you can almost change think about scenery. yeah extended yeah. vacation or just like a change of scenery yeah, yeah. and um because my mom did get clean she got clean she wasn't using for too long it was only about i think it was maybe it was under a year anyways Which is, she good. she's amazing she she cleaned herself up and and you know she she quickly realized that holy shit i can't live this long or i can't live like this or i won't live this yeah long. totally um and so thank god she got clean but i still i had that anger and resentment in me that i just couldn't get over i couldn't move past it so i just needed to distance myself and my brother and my dad were living up there at the time and so i in this like skewed weird mind and world of mine at the time i was like okay well i'm mad at my mom kind of so i'm gonna try and maybe fix things with my dad and my brother and so 
I moved up to Fort Nelson where they were living at the time and um, my brother moved home shortly after and went off to rehab, I think. Yeah, he went to rehab and my dad moved home, you know, a few months even after that and he really wasn't doing well and was drinking lots up there and stuff like that. But I stayed because I was with someone up there and then, um, and then I just kind of, over time, I just realized like I'm not happy and um, the last about six months that I was up there as um, the guy I was with at the time his family was really Christian and so I was kind of starting to um, I had this interest of finding some sort of like faith to believe in so like I tried learning about Christianity and like it didn't really make sense to me Um, that's just my experience with it Um, but then it kind of gave me that itch to find something that did resonate with me and that's kind of where I found like my whole spirituality and and that kind of resonated with me so I almost want to say that was one of the turning points when I I kind of was able to like grasp this idea that gave me hope so to speak yeah um and then so I moved back home and uh, my ex and I got a dog when I was up there so brought her home with me and it kind of has been this crazy roller coaster since I moved back about five years ago but it truly I don't know it was transformative because I finally started to meet the circle of people that I felt comfortable around and you know I just started to come to a realization of you know I'm my own person I don't have to define myself as you know the addicts in my family or or not even that but just live in their shadow I guess and I don't like when I was a kid people used to be like oh you're you're so-and-so's little sister and they'd be shocked because him and I were so different you know, and it was kind of nice because I moved away and then I came back and I was able to almost start over again because... Because no one had seen you for that, like... Yeah, so it was almost like, hey, let me reintroduce myself. I've been gone for this many years and now I'm back kind of thing. Um, But, so I moved back and it was a couple years of up and down and just figuring out who I was as a young woman, so to speak. Totally. And, um, And then... One of the super pivotal moments was when I got a job dog walking with another company. And that was incredible. It was amazing. I worked for dogs when I was, or for dogs. <laughs> I worked with dogs when I lived up north in Fort Nelson and I loved it. The lady I was working for is amazing. And she was super passionate about rescuing and, oh, you know, like a pit bull lover. And it just really know, lit it my soul on fire. For, totally. Yeah. And so when I moved home, I knew that was something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure in what aspect. So I applied at a couple doggy daycares, didn't get the job, and um, that's how I ended up dog hiking because I just, I didn't give up. And so through people that I knew and, you know, such turn of events. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to go into detail. I ended up starting my own. Which um, is awesome. Yeah, and um, at the time I had two dogs. I had Chevy, my boxer, that I still have, and then I had Socks, my pity cross, who I adopted from the pound, who had to be put down, but I'll get there. <laughs> um, but at the time, I had both of them, and, you know, I just thought, okay, well, Socks isn't super socialized. That was my my um, boy that I had, and he wasn't super socialized, so I wanted to work with him, and I just... Makes sense. I wanted freedom. I wanted to be able to just feel confident yeah. I guess with what I was doing and just, I don't know, I was just craving something more, but I've never been a school person, so I didn't, yeah, I get and I didn't know what I wanted to go back to school for, so. And, yeah, like, working with uh, 
socks like the harder you know the dog it's a little harder it's like it gives you that experience that no you can you know you have the patience totally and then you'll also you know be able to kind of see what worked with him and maybe try it with other dogs yeah and see if that would work or like see you or at least gives you uh, more ideas of what you can try totally and so um so i started my business about two years ago and it's been the most i like exhilarating but i don't even know the word i want to use to describe it but it's been the most um definitely one of the most pivotal things i've done for myself because there's been a lot of times in my life that things have taken huge turns and like, you know, things have changed that were out of my control, but this was the first thing I did that was my thing. I did it and it was something I could be proud of. Totally. And you so, yeah. So I think that that truly is what started the growth. And because I'm outside with animals, like I've always been, I'm a huge empath. So I, you know, like the energy of the dogs is just so healing and always yeah. has been. Um, and you know, my dogs were getting socialized, they were getting exercise, I was getting exercise, you know, it was just the best of all the worlds. And I just kind of, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what happened during that time of dog walking and of having my own business that I got to this point, but it just, I think it allowed me to be independent the way that I wanted to. And it made me feel like you can do this. You can do anything you yeah, set your mind to. Totally. You know, like no matter how many people that have told you you can't do this, you're like what? You're crazy. What are you gonna? You're gonna do that? What? You know, there's gonna be so there are so many people. I don't want to say doubting me, but like, oh, having your own business is a lot of work. Or yeah, like they're like trying to be realistic, but you know, they're not trying to say don't do it. Yeah. And it's but it's like I mean, if you don't shoot your shot how will you know if you're not gonna yeah. like for all you know you could try the business and be like you know what you're right i don't like running my own business i'll go work for somebody else totally or, and yeah yeah and it's it's kind of funny because then i was working at starbucks at the time and and i was thinking about the idea of starting my own business and you know humming and hawing about it and then all of a sudden i just the name of my business clicked in my head and i was like i like that <laughs> and it just i took that idea and just went with it, it. Nice. next thing you knew i had clients and it honestly it took off from the get-go and that's kind of Which how I knew incredible. that I was on the right path. Totally. Um, and then about a year into having my business, so this was about a year ago, um, I kind of was at a point with myself where I couldn't allow my family to continue bringing me down because it was just continual with my dad and just so many I can, <laughs> like, excuse I, my language, but fucked up oh, events. Um, and like, you can only be called a selfish see you next Tuesday so many times and like feel like you're less than dirt from someone that's supposed to bring you up and give you an example of how people are supposed to treat you. Yeah. And you know, so I just finally broke and I was like, how do I, how do I get through this myself? Like, no, that's not how I should put it. But it was more of like, how do I stop this cycle? Like, how do I stop the internal banter and how do I kind of break past the point of like, I've never stooped to their level as far as addiction and as far as like using, but they still brought me down to their dark level and their level of misery. Mm -hmm. So I was finally like, how the hell do I get out of that? Because I was constantly, it was like constantly being pushed down that hole, you know, yeah. like I, I, I'd get, I'd crawl like all like, the way up yeah, and then someone so would step on, step on my fingers and 
fall a little bit farther down. It, it's like emotionally draining and less like it's physically exhausting too. Because totally. you're just like, you know, when you're bothered, you're upset, you feel tired, you feel like worthless, right? Like you're just like, why am I even doing anything? Yeah. I should just literally just like lay here and just like, I'm, like you're not a punching bag. Right? Yeah. Like, totally. And so it was almost at the point where I had everything that I wanted. You know, I had amazing friends. I was... I mean, I was kind of in a toxic relationship, but from the outside, I had everything that most people would want, so to speak, to be happy. And and I did, like I had my business, I had two loving dogs, I had, you know, a partner and whatever, but I still wasn't happy because I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't, I don't know, there were still things keeping me from feeling my greatest and evolving and whatever. So I finally was not stubborn and I found myself a counselor and it was the best, the best decision I ever made. That's awesome. And cause for the longest time people would be like, Robin, you should go and unleash, like go talk to someone. Like it friends. will help. Yeah. But then in my stubborn years of what the hell are they going to tell me that I don't, don't already know. They're just going to tell me like, Oh, well there's nothing you can do to help them. And there's, you know, you just have to do this, this and this. But I think I had to get to that point of like that breaking point to realize that I wasn't going to counseling for them to tell me that. I was going for me to release and for me to talk to someone that had a biased opinion and someone that could hear me for me and try and lift me up and not, you know, because I I was really good at pointing the finger at my family and blaming them for why I was the way I was, but you can only do that for so long. You know, like you get to a point or like for me anyways, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm 20, was I 24 or 25 at this point? I can't remember. Let's say 25. I was 25 at this point. I was like, I'm midway of my twenties. I can't be blaming other people anymore at some, like I had to take the bull by the horns and be like, no, it's up to me now. Yeah. Like at a certain point, you know, it's, you know, you're, you've experienced the world enough and you should be able to like, you know, be able, like see life a little more clear and see kind yeah. of like all right which which path am I going to take right now yeah totally so she like I can't even say enough good things about her she's absolutely amazing and then so seeing her and reading a book called The Untethered Soul which I okay. suggest everyone to read it is like amazing um those two things were kind of what really shifted everything for me okay so I started to kind of it took a while. It's taken still a year f- from that point to get to this point. But I will say that it, like all that work and all the, the, the days where I'm like, fuck this. Why am I doing this? I'm angry. Why am I, why was I served with such a messed up, like hand of cards, so to speak. And like, you know, the deal of life, <laughs> whatever. Um, like there were a lot of times where I was just angry because I'm like, why the f- what, what did I do to be born in a, into, like, into a situation, situation yeah. like this? But, but then in changing my perspective, I'm like, hold on. Not everyone gets the chance to even test their strength to the point that I have. You know, like my strength and everything has been tested so many times over and over and over that it's like, I know I can kind of take anything that's thrown at me. And not everyone gets that chance to be tested, right? Totally. So a lot of like people when they fail, they might just be like, okay, this is where I'm going. Like, and I just accept it instead of trying to, you know, say, no, 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 like try again. Yeah. I'm going, I'm still going. Yeah. And so I think for me, changing my perspective of like, okay, 
I can either let this get me down or I can kind of be the light, so to speak, and, and use my story and my experience with it all to kind of make people feel like no matter what you go through, it's, it's, you can overcome it and it doesn't have to consume you and it will like it, it's consumed me many times, but it's just about not letting it permanently bring you back down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so now I, um, I kind of got to a point where I was able to put up healthy boundaries because I got to a point that I, I finally did love myself enough and, um, and so it's really been in the last three months that the most like life changing kind of things have happened. Um, in August, I, I don't want to go into the whole story, but, um, so in August, a really shitty event happened and my dog had to be put down, which sucks. And I had him for three years and he was like one of the biggest blessings I have ever had in my life. Um, he came to me, I think, to show me what it was like to be loved unconditionally. And it was, I don't know, like we met and it was just like, it was, like, yeah. it was instant connection. Same thing with Chevy and him, my, do- my other dog. Like they, just, like they met and it literally took them 10 seconds and they were like running up and playing or running up and down the thing playing. And Which is great. I just knew. Yeah. And so they called me the next day and... I, you know, told me that I got him and I started crying. I was so happy. Um, but, and then he was, he just kind of fit him, like fit in with our crazy little chaotic family at the time. Um, but he was a lot of work. And so, you know, he, I had to change my lifestyle pretty drastically. You know, I went from taking Chevy on little leash walks on the waterfront often to having to go outside city limits to not see anyone because he wasn't socialized and he was a bit of a dick. Um, and so in working with that, it was kind of, I changed my life a lot and I put a lot of my dreams and my goals on hold for him, but I kind of just accepted that as it is what it is. And you're my dog and you're like my child at that point. I was going to say, you're not going to like just say, you know what? On second thought, I don't, I I can't. Yeah. That, That would just suck. Totally. And so, and he came so far and he, like, he transformed himself and he helped me evolve and you know he was with me during when I was in um a long-term relationship and then um and then once my long-term relationship ended and you know I moved into my own place and it was finally my time to kind of focus on myself and truly put myself first for probably the first time ever because I was always searching for something in in someone else or in something else like I was always chasing something to fill that void that I had from my dad or from just numerous things, right. That you, that I missed out on as a kid. Um, but so I finally kind of was getting into that mindset of not chasing anymore and finally kind of like looking inward and being like, okay, what is it in me that I can, I can fill the void myself and not look at outside kind of outsider things. And when I started thinking about that, and then it was it was actually really strange timing because I feel like I'm going everywhere with this story, but I'm really... <laughs> but um, the day before the event that happened that caused him to have to be put down, um, I was talking to my counselor about grief because we had been talking about how my dad's drinking had... He's so far gone that I was... I'm kind of... 
I'm grieving him and I feel like I've always been grieving part of him forever right. or not forever but for a while because you know when you drink so much and you're that into booze you're that, kind yeah. of takes you away so the day before that happened we were talking about grief and you know grieving properly and going through the process healthily and everything like that and then literally within a week of seeing her I had to start grieving my dog so it was just really weird and I almost I don't know, I'm super spiritual and I look at things as everything happens for a reason and the universe always has a plan and so yeah. I saw that as okay Robin like this is your chance to truly have the freedom that you need and it kind of sounds twisted because you know like my dog being put down is a super sad thing totally but is. but I can if I looked at it for or if I didn't look at it in that perspective it, I would still be crying in bed every day because I miss him a lot yeah but he taught me so much and with him leaving it also taught me you know like I I don't know it's it was almost like he was the last thing holding me back from moving forward because okay. I would always worry my dog's too anxious or I have to look out for him or I can't go traveling because I have my dogs you know yeah, whereas with Chevy she is the easiest most you can be like let's go and then yes. she'll be like she is my co-pilot has been yeah. since literally day one so it was almost like that was the last thing kind of holding me um but now I'm just at the point where I'm putting myself first and silencing any trying to anyway silence any negative banter that totally. goes on in my head yeah. obviously like i'm human just like everyone else we yeah have our like days. some of it's gonna get through regardless because yes. you're gonna have like a harder day than another which yeah. so then it's gonna make it worse but yeah. as long as you can like you know fight fight the like you know fight any bad things yeah. and just like you know stay positive at the end of the day yeah and like you realize you know like no i've made the right decision it's mm -hmm. like i'm here like i i could be as you've experienced, you could be way down here. Totally. Uh, or, you know, but like you're here, you're, you know, like you have your own business. There's so mm -hmm. many pros, sorry. Yeah. So many pros that like, it's just not, you know, that hopefully it's able to kind of help you instead of just you know, mm -hmm. being uh, just so hit all the time by negative stuff. Yeah. Well, it's nice because even though it took so much heartbreak and like just turmoil I guess to get yeah. to this point it's it's like as soon as I like I don't know I don't want to say outed him but as soon as I finally got rid of that final I guess socks wasn't like the final closure. point it was him yeah and once I finally detached myself from that it was like this I closed one door and this other door opened to all of the opportunities and all of the things that I wouldn't have gotten had I still been kind of dealing with that. Um, it's like uh, totally because it would have been like some like some sort of emotional like pull on. You. Oh, it totally is. And then you're like you know you're like oh I could do this but what if this happens or like totally yeah so I mean there's at least you know you've you've cut that string and you're like you're able to you know you see the. Uh, like not necessarily like a finish line, but you see a checkpoint. You're actually yeah. able to run towards it, right? Totally. Instead of uh, just getting stopped. Well, and it, and it was hard because I'd be at a point of feeling so good about myself, and you know, getting to a point where I'm self, I'm accepting myself, and you know, whatever. But then his voice would either would be in my head, or mm -hmm. I'd tell him, and I wouldn't get the response that I that I wanted, yeah. and so it would it would kind of not sit with me well, and then I'd just go back down, and it was this kind of 
always this back and forth of feeling really good about myself, but then... And then, but then getting put back down. Yes. Yeah. And so now it's like I have this feeling of freedom that I never really had because I finally let go of the last thing that was holding me down and it's shitty that it was my dad. Yeah, it but sucks. But I think that it doesn't matter who it is. Like if someone is in your life and making you feel worthless and making you feel like you're nothing. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't say nothing because it he definitely didn't make me feel like I was nothing, but there were definitely moments where I I questioned, you know, what the fuck all the time, yeah. you know, and, and it took a long time to get to this point, but I think spirituality helped me so much because it helps me kind of just see the signs for, you know, the good and the bad. So like totally. the red flags, if something's not working or like I, I've gotten to the point where I kind of like step into me and you know feeling oh does this situation feel right or what's my body telling me is the energy off here like I kind of I really have to be mindful and remind myself of that because when I'm not mindful and I start letting my thoughts go and letting everything kind of spiral that's when it's like whoa Mm -hmm. and then I really have to then you just snap yeah like just like whoa whoa, like slow down yeah take a step back yeah reevaluate okay it took me a long time like it used to take me longer to snap back but now i can catch myself so for example something as insignificant is when i'm driving oh shit why did i go this way i meant to go that way oh well too late now yeah now whereas before i'd be driving around angry because i made the wrong turn where it's like but like it's all good (laughs) you get there i mean yeah it sucks you're gonna you know be like five minutes later than you anticipated but like you know there's totally been times where like like today even i was supposed to turn off at an earlier section and i was like yeah. And you're just like, well, I'll get the next one. Yeah. Like, I'll just turn over there. Like, it's, it's it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Or there was this day where I remembered that, like, oh, crap, I was going to make that turn. So I sort of kind of cut in front of someone, but still they had enough room. And this guy was a miserable fart. And he, like, followed me up to the light and pulled up beside me and rolled down his window. And he's like, are you going to get your driver's license soon? I was like, yeah, I have it. He goes, you cut in front of me. You're an idiot. Jesus. Like, just drives away. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with people? Like, sorry. And so it just, I don't know. It's it, But it's moments like that where it pissed me off, but it's like, it would suck to be you. Yeah. And I hate to say that. Like, that's that might sound offensive, but. But his whole drive now is going to be like, that lady who cut right? me off. Like, the whole drive. And he's going to go see whoever he sees and be like, I was cut off. Yeah. And like, it's literally like, he's taking that moment like no one was hurt everyone was fine like nothing bad happened but he's gonna let that ruin his whole day like and it's sad but it's sad how many people live their life like that i know and so i think just with a series of fucked up events with my family and just seeing addiction and seeing how it can negatively negatively affect their life and not only that but just the people that love them and see you know yeah like i don't i don't ever want to put anyone through what i have been through with seeing my loved ones totally in addiction right and and it just you know i mean i'm grateful that i'm i don't even want to say luck i don't think it's luck i think it's just i was blessed enough that i don't know i yeah i I see the light and i always kind of have been or i always kind of have and even when i was in the darkest hole it was like nope there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel i see it yeah that's right like you see that (laughs) i'm gonna get there yeah it's gonna be great and and yeah so and so I think it was just finding a circle of people that I genuinely feel safe around and feel like I can speak my truth. And, you know, that's really been something that I've tried to honor lately and just 
just always remind myself and just, you know, always remember that no matter how shitty it is, it's not always, not always going to be like that. No. You know, so. And like, you will be able to, you know, if you, if your situation bothers you like that much, you know, take a day or two, go see a counselor like you did, or just like, you know, think about like. You know, if something you, you hate, if something's going on in your life that you don't like that much, you got to figure out a way to change it. Totally. So, I mean, the change could be a difficult change like you had to make with your dad, or it could be something as simple as, I'm just going to stop taking this path to work, and all of a sudden I'll stop seeing the guy that always gets angry at me. Yeah, right? like, it's, totally. It's all the, it's, uh, it's all, it's, it's just all you got to find, you just got to be ready to accept the consequences yeah. Or the, of like of your actions, like how your dad, you know, still kind of being a jerk. Yeah. And like so, which sucks because you know, yes, like I mean, it sucks because you want to have him in your life, mm-hmm. but if he's not willing to also meet you halfway, yeah. And like you know, clearly it's not that important to him. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not even that. It's just it's it's unfortunate that he has so many layers of so much trauma and so much so many yeah. issues that which, he just unfortunately the his demons got the best of him um but you know it's it got to you know like i <laughs> i'm just grateful that um i was able to cultivate the circle that i did feel safe around yeah because i think that's what made it easier for me to finally cut that tie because yeah. it was like i have chosen family now i have people in my life that that do love me and that do want to be there for me and that do root me on and you know like if i'm having a shitty day or say something i don't mean they're like, okay, you know what? You're in a shitty place. You said some things you didn't mean, but it's all good, yeah. you know? Because I tend to spew when I'm upset. But, I mean, we all do. Yeah, that's just it. But we yeah. all go on a rant, right? Yeah. And that's the nice thing about family is, like, it doesn't have to be blood-related. Like, yeah. it's, you could pick them. You could, like, they could be your closest friends, and you could be like, this is where I'm happiest. Yeah, and exactly. And so I think for me, um, it was having my own place and just finding my voice and finding, you know, that courage in me to just put my foot down and be like, no, I'm going to put, like, I'm going to live in the passenger seat or in the driver's seat as opposed to the passenger seat because life is so short and it just, I don't know. It's, yeah, no, I get it. It's not worth, it's not worth, like, you know, we only have, like, a hundred years. Losing, like, five years to, like, something that's just, like, when you could, it's an easy change, it's an easy fix or, you know, it might be a difficult change, but, like, you know, the five years would be so much better. Totally. Yeah. So, and I'm just glad that I kind of was able to grasp a hold on all the lessons that I'm learning from all the trauma because honestly, some people never do. And so I feel very grateful and thankful that I am learning it and I'm seeing it for what it is because a lot of my good friends are older. I've always had, you know, older friends and some of my friends that are in their forties are like, I'm just learning that lesson now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting... It's, I'm like, it's crazy. I the game. <laughs> it's crazy to think like people's journeys, you know, like everyone's, whether, well, you know, everyone's going to get to the same point. It's yeah. just different on when they get to totally. that point. Like, yeah. And some, yeah, some people get to it sooner and you're like, oh, I wish I was there. But it's like, you're, you're getting there. You're just not there. Yeah. Like, well, and I think so many people focus on the big picture. They're like, okay, I'm going to be happy when I have that car. I'm going to be happy when I have that house. It's like, I used to think that way. But now I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just enjoying the moment and you know what, what are, what's having an extra thousand or two or whatever dollars in the bank if you're not happy or if you're living, like if you're not living a life that you're happy and proud of, 
it doesn't matter how much you have in the bank. It doesn't matter what you how have. big of a house yeah. or how nice of a car you have. It's like, if you're not happy and you're not living a life you're proud of, who are you living for? Who are you trying to impress? Yeah, like, you know, like, like literally, like, you're not, I'm, like, I don't live to impress anyone but myself. Like, I'm exactly. literally, like, my happiness comes before anybody yeah. else. Like, and if I, like, that's, that, that's how it should be. I mean, like, yeah. obviously, you know, don't be rude or anything to anybody, but, like, you know, if, if you, if you're super happy making $32,000 a year because, you know, you get to go on your vacation once every couple of years and you yeah. don't get to do this, fuck yeah. Like, do well, it. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, even when I started my business, it took, it, I had to do some reevaluating after about six months because I started to get money hungry. So it was the first time that I had made more than 1200 bucks in a month because I was always working part or not part uh, minimum wage jobs. So it was the first time that I was actually making decent money. And I was like, yeah, this is so cool. I'm getting a feel of this. And as soon as I started focusing on the money aspect of it, I wasn't enjoying myself as much. Totally. And I've never been a money driven person. Money is not everything to me. I understand it's important, but it's not a, it's, like it's not like yeah yes as long as you can pay your bills you know and you put some stuff stuff yeah. in the savings it's like perfect. yeah so I had to just take a step back and kind of tell myself like Robin you started this because you love dogs you love being outside it keeps you healthy it's there's so many reasons and whys that I have behind my business yeah and so once I just reminded myself of that that's kind of what helped me stay on the path of Which is awesome. this is why I'm doing it and yeah. now that it's brought me to this point and you know I just I know that I'm on the right path it's just it's getting past the thick of the crap and you know just working through the hard things that are essential to go through I totally think, you yeah know? like if you don't if you don't go through it and you just allow it to sit there that's when you end up 50 having a mental breakdown and losing your marbles and because you you've never dealt with it Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that, I just think it's important to look at the bigger picture, but also just enjoy life today and totally. live in the moment. Because if there's one thing that I wish I did years ago, I mean, I know I'm not that old, so I feel like saying years ago <laughs> makes me sound like I'm, you know, so much older, but I wish that I just was more gentle on myself and just reminded was able to tell myself you'll get there you know yeah you'll get there and it will be better and you won't have to deal with this emotional yeah i, I get it crap all the time but I mean, it, it, it's hard because you wish you could tell yourself it's gonna get better mm -hmm. like trust me because i'm here right now yeah but, but it's the also the flip side to that and the beautiful side of it is that i know that now so i can remind myself so when things True. get crappy now, you're like, but think about you know, say seven years ago, when yeah, we were, like however long it was, right? And we're when we were there, now we're here. Like, yeah, like, exactly. So I can be like, hold on a second. Before I thought it wasn't gonna work out, and it did. So even though this is crappy now, it's happening for a reason. And, yeah. And it's almost like whenever something crappy does happen now, I my perspective on it's totally different because it's like, well, it's shitty, but it's part of part of my path. I'm learning something from it, and it's ridding someone or something from my life that's not meant to be here. So, totally. you know, and that's kind of always been my motto and my new outlook on things. So that's sweet. Yeah. I heard that was a really incredible story. Like I'm, I appreciate that you were willing to share it with us. And like, I hope I wasn't too scattered. I feel like <laughs> I was here, there and everywhere, but that's kind of how my I mind works anyway. So hopefully people are able to I mean, if they, <laughs> and if they need more clarification, you have a video on YouTube yeah. that you can watch. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like, it definitely opened my eyes. I, mean, I know I didn't have to deal with some of the same problems, but I mean, like, 
it's definitely just like make me thankful for you know what the you know the life I was given and mm-hmm. like it's great to see like that you broke the cycle it's great to see that you know you didn't go into like the addiction with that like, you know get addicted to alcohol or drugs or anything yeah like that, which is it's awesome yeah I yeah I mean I I think I, I don't know, maybe I'm just this like ugly duckling that was not ugly duckling but the <laughs> the um the black sheep okay yeah the black sheep of the family that was kind of that's just like yeah, you guys will have fun over there. You guys do your own thing. I'm gonna be over here. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much always been that way. <laughs> yeah. But I'm okay being on the sidelines if that if it means oh, totally. that I'll be happy and live the life that I'm meant to. Exactly. I have to ask this because I know it's getting in the show. But this is the part of the show called the motivational moment. <laughs> How would you like to describe your passion in five words or less? Um. Okay. So I would definitely say enlightening. Um. Grounding inspiring um evolving and healing okay and so why would you choose those um because for me when i think of my success or not even my success just with my business but just with my kind of just like as your own self yeah like my kind of soul recovery or what whatever okay hold on i'm gonna start that again um (laughs) i think just because with everything that I've dealt with, those are the key components that I've always come back to. Okay. So with, like I've mentioned a few times, with my spirituality and yeah. everything that I'm into and my and like my faith with it and stuff, it's that's kind of what brings me back down and reminds me like the universe has got you. You know, as long as you stay grounded and you just kind of stay, stay as positive as you can. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and it's I don't know. I mean. I don't want to get into the whole like spiritual awakening thing because that's a whole other <laughs> whole other topic in itself. But yeah, totally. But you know, once I started kind of putting more of my focus into that, that's when my life really started to change. So I feel like those words really resonate with me, and it was in you know healing that I kind of was able or healing certain wounds that I never really dealt with before that I was totally. able to yeah. get to certain points, and you okay. know, so yeah, yeah, sense. yeah, and I feel like all of those words kind of fit in with each other and yeah, kind of are like the catalyst from like they yeah they're all part of the equation that's really cool so yeah that's awesome yeah well robin i wanted to thank you for coming yes. on the show thank you uh, awesome. where can the people find you um i have my instagram so it's get wild get free and my youtube i believe is also get wild get free okay um you can always message me if it's not yeah and then i'll throw it on there yeah and uh, also, one thing I didn't mention that oh, I should really quickly mention. Sure. Um, I one thing that really, really helped me was getting into art and putting my energy into art. So I okay. made dream catchers too. Um, and it was when I found that that was kind of I was. It was nice to be able to put my energy into something else and not mm-hmm. just sit there and have my mind. No, just, yeah, not just sit there and think. Like, yeah. You think you know you can watch a TV show or something? Like, yeah. Get my mind off things. No. Yeah. Like uh, like unless that TV show is somehow like. Whatever your favorite show is, times two, that can yeah. suck you right in. Totally. Like, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Like, you need something that's like, like you're saying, art, some sort of like activity where you have to like focus, where you need to totally. do that. Literally distract yourself. And I think it's so healthy to have something positive to put your energy into totally. instead of just, you know, I feel like so many people nowadays just use social media or, you know, abuse There's, certain things that aren't really serving that much. You know, so using social media as an outlet, not particularly the best thing, yeah. but, you know, whatever people want. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I also have my art page, but it can be found on my actual page. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah. You can find me at Just Charisma on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, make sure if you like that, hit the subscribe button, check out the other videos, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.